Welcome to Cauldron of Worlds. Episode 20, Setting the Range. Well, hello and welcome again to Cauldron of Worlds. My name is Chad Corey, and this is episode 20 in the second season of Cauldron Worlds, a podcast in which we talk about world building. And again, we're going from the macro to the micro approach in world building. And today I wanted to do a little bit different, a uh, slight deviation from what we've previously been doing. We've been taking topics and talking about different aspects of world creation in general, but I wanted to focus on something that is kind of important now as we get into the, if you want to say, the final stages of your world building and, and things like that. And that is deciding on the range in which you're going to operate creatively and design-wise. And what do I mean by that? Well, there's two different ranges, and I found this in my own experience in building the various worlds that I've done over the years and even presently, is that there's a certain, I guess, limit to the sandbox you might want to incorporate into your world building, things where you don't necessarily want to go too far outside these boundaries. Because basically you could ultimately just keep designing indefinitely if you really wanted to get down to it because there's always an ongoing process of something new that needs to be developed that sparks something else and there's a chain reaction that generates more interest in, in the continuing development and you get the idea. Unless your world is basically falling apart and your idea is like a dystopian kind of universal destruction cataclysmic thing, that's a different scenario. But usually most worlds people are building are to continue to flourish and thrive and, and grow. And so just because of that very nature, there's going to be a tendency to want to keep designing, keep creating things, keep, keep pushing things beyond the current borders you have now. And it can be a very ongoing and almost never-ending process. And so what I've found and what I'd encourage you to do as well is begin to figure out where the range is where you want to stop the creation process or maybe just put on hold for the time being. Usually that happens when you find a safe spot where you can say, okay, if I stop it here or put on pause here, this gives me a basic time frame or enough room, a breathing room, if you will, to creatively make stories and develop things and stuff for this world setting. And that's usually what you want to have. It's just enough of a cushion, enough of a, a breathing space, if you will to put stories to, together, to put adventures and things to light and have some space to create and develop what you've established for the parameters of that story universe. That's what, I, like I said, I encourage people to do. How you find that general mix for what's good for you, that's really ultimately going to be your personal decision. I know for myself, for the different worlds that I've created and the ones I'm doing now, they have different uh, categories, different aspects of their creative nature. And so some of them are shorter in scope as far as where they end up or where they are where before I put the pause button on, in effect. Others, like one in particular, is like the end of the world kind of thing. So basically there's nothing really <laughs> going on with the current development of forward progress of the story except the, the world is continuing to be uh, destroyed. So there isn't really a lot of impetus to kind of continue the storyline or the... Uh, the developmental line, I should say, creatively in that respect. But obviously, you got to do some backstory. You got to go back in time. And then, of course, you ask the question, how far back in time do you go? So 
Those are questions that you're going to have to figure out for you. And like I said, a good good rule of thumb is enough breathing room is allowed between that point in time and where you want to tell the story that you have some room to, to wriggle in. Now, I've done other worlds and I'm still working on worlds like, for instance, Trollodon, where you, you have like hundreds of, you know, different options. You have thousands of years of history in which to operate. And that needed to be done because there's a lot of stuff that's going on and there's a lot of time periods that I'm going to be intersecting with and, and telling stories in. So in that case, I needed to do a larger scope of historical background and development and world design and things that might not necessarily be the case with a lot of settings. A lot of times, too, this will be determined on what type of project that you're creating. As we said before, this podcast is not made specifically for one type of genre, although usually world creation is geared more towards a fantasy sci-fi thing. You have the options, of course, going beyond the, the written word of the novel. You can do audio, you can do comic books, you can do role-playing games, card games, and all, all sorts of various things that need to have a world setting developed for them. And so obviously what you want to create is going to have a parameter basis as well you want to take into consideration. For example, a common theme nowadays is, is role-playing games, whether it's computer games or the, the board games or you know the classic role-playing games, tabletop things. That will determine how far back in time you, you go, how much forward in the future you go. Usually with the games, you are developing the future as you speak. You're playing the game and you playing, you're interacting with whatever it might be, the adventure or the situation that you're presented in the game, what have you, you are actively creating the forward momentum of the story and developing the world as you go along. So that's kind of a different scenario in that respect. And so usually with that, you have kind of a distant goalpost, if you will, for what you want to have accomplished in maybe the next hundred years or so or something that's going to take place. But it's not really rooted in stone and it's not really strongly established in the in the world as it's presented to the players and people that interact with it, allowing you and them the means to kind of creatively explore it without having a lot of confinement, if that makes sense. But there is a lot of background that has to be done, of course, in those type of situations because everything is built upon what came before especially when you're making characters and aspects of story that need to be, you know, have threads that connect to the present time and so on and so forth. And so you might find yourself actually going back farther in time than you might necessarily have thought possible in the beginning. But again, it really depends on where you want to go and what you want to incorporate in that setting and with that story. Uh, for example, for the, the comic book I'm doing right now, the Sons of Ashgar comic book, or graphic novel, excuse me, it doesn't really require a great deal of historical background because just given that I'm not going to get into super specifics on things, but there is not a very long history that needs to be tapped into. In fact, the history is very short. I won't tell you how short, but it's probably one of the shortest time frames that I've done for a world setting yet outside of the, uh, the end of the world one, which is basically the world ending <laughs> in that storyline. But there is still a background, there is still a history in that, but it's not fully you know, as detailed as I've done in other world settings because of that. But with the uh, Sons of Ashgar thing, it, there wasn't a wide swath of history that needed to be defined because of the, the nature of the characters and the nature of the setting and the nature of the comic book, the graphic novel. I am not going to be presenting a wide swath of information to 
to people when they read it, just the immediate story and anything else that needs to be touched or tied into the story from a historical standpoint or from a greater world setting standpoint is tangential. It's basically brought in as needed. And that's about it. And that's usually how comics are done. You might do it differently. And there might be some people that do it differently. But usually you have the, the basic story. And if anything else needs to be brought in or referenced in addition to that, it's done so. It's brought in, shown, or talked about whatever mentioned. And then basically it's it's gone again. There's no episodic type of literature that you can go to necessarily and, and read up on it. Whereas you can maybe get more exp- exposition in like a traditional novel you can do a little bit more background and story building and things like that but usually in comics it's more of a a rapid fire type of situation not to say all comics are that way obviously some are different than others but usually it's built on visually telling the story which relies upon a lot more subtle cues and you can actually tell a whole lot more information about the story visually than you could in many cases textually and that allows you some benefits as well, working with that medium. So you can have like one panel showing you a whole lot of stuff, which it might take you a couple of paragraphs to explain in a book or some other traditional written format of, of storytelling. So again, it really comes down to what you're using for your medium to tell the story and what you want to accomplish with your story. Now, if you are trying to do something that is a collection of short stories or something that takes place over a very short period of time, you might not have to have a very wide window in which to operate. But if you want to have a larger, let's say a generational saga or something like that, or if you want to have a multi-part epic saga that takes place over 100 years, then yeah, you probably want to have some some space in there as far as what you've created for what's going to come in the future. Now again, how far back you go that's the other side of the coin. I can't really answer that for you because, again, your setting is going to be different than than mine, obviously, and different than what I know. And I can just encourage you to go far, as far back as you feel comfortable. There's always the benefit and the, the nice little cheat that you can do that says, well, at a certain point, history is just lost and we don't know what happened or something to that effect. So basically, you're allowing yourself some wiggle room, the means by which you can basically kind of just make things up on the fly or tweak some corrections to some things you made a mistake on maybe by accident or you didn't know the whole story yet and that gives you some wiggle room to kind of change some things around and that's kind of helpful especially when you're first starting out because we all kind of like to put things in place and then we realize later on well that doesn't work or this needs to be tweaked here or that needs to be changed and so by allowing those little pockets of dark ages or whatever you want to call them where people really don't know what happened you can get away with having conflicting evidence or conflicting viewpoints or information that doesn't match up because people don't know or you can just have that that confusion you know that murkiness there that allows you some flexibility to your world building and storytelling and with that i think we are going to wrap up this particular episode you'll probably notice in those next few episodes here as you wind down to the end of the year they're going to be a little bit different than what i've done in the past and they're going to be a little bit maybe shorter in some ways. I'm transitioning now into a different aspect of world building. I think most people now have the basic mechanics in place or topics, I should say, discussed on this podcast about world building so that you should be able to kind of do your own and go off on your own now and make your own world setting uh, for the most part 
to whatever you want to do with it. So I'm going to be transitioning now, like I said, in these episodes ahead on talking about different topics related to world building for specific formats of media. And that'll be some things in the future. And I'll probably throw another question and answer session in there as well before the end of the year, allowing us to end with a strong note for the end of season two. But in the meantime, thank you very much for listening. And let me pass this on real quick here too. If you have any questions for that upcoming question and answer session, please send them to cauldron at chadcorey.com. That's C-A-U-L-D-R-O-N at chadcorey.com. I'm just curious to see who's listening to it. If you want to pass me on and say, hey, I'm listening to it in, you know, Timbuktu or whatever. I'm listening to it in New Jersey, whatever. That would be fun to know, too, where this is reaching and who is actually getting a hold of this information. And if you want to share some tips about what worked for you, what, you know, what, your, what benefit, if anything, you're getting out of it, that would be great. Or if you had any questions or commentary about the podcast in general, things that maybe you want to see me cover a little bit more, or maybe some things that I didn't get into as much detail with as you'd like and had some more questions you wanted answered, I can certainly look at that and see if I can address that in an upcoming episode. So that is it. Thank you again for listening. We will see you next episode. This podcast is copyright Chad Corey. All rights reserved.